Hi, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf and welcome to my podcast, Cleaning Up the Mental Mess. In today's podcast, I'm excited to start a first of a series of three of ideas that you can do over the summer that are going to build your child's brain, improve their mental health and unmask their natural resilience to help them through the anticipated and inevitable challenges that are that when we go back to school and all the things that happen once you're back at school mixing with other people. Now, not only will this help with preparing your child to go back to school, but they're also excellent life skills and brain health activities that you're going to be building into your child. And as I said, you can do them as well. Great for siblings to do together, great for family building activities, great for to do with their friends and so on. So the first one is a letter writing activity. So this is the art of the old letter, old school letter, writing letters. So these are really fantastic for building the brain and encouraging a child to, to understand the importance of deep meaningful communication, which is a massive part of brain building and unmasking of resilience. So if you think about it, it's so much easier just to knock out a text message or to you know, send an email. And yes, there's a lot of benefits of being able to communicate quickly and so on with, with, with people, with family, with friends and so on. But there's also some drawbacks. And we've almost become, you know, sort of exclusively reliant on texting and communicating like that, texting, emailing and so on, WhatsApping and all that kind of thing. And even leaving the voicemails and WhatsApp and that sort of thing. But the art of writing a letter or sending a card is something that is almost like a lost art, but it does so much good for the brain and our mental health and our creativity and our intelligence and our resilience. It's amazing. So, as I said, it's much easier to knock out a message or even send a text or an e-card or an email than it is to actually sit down, take out your beautiful, write, this is a journal, but some beautiful cards or beautiful paper to write a letter on. I mean, I remember as a child having a sort of letter writing kit where I had beautiful paper to write letters on and cards and lovely pens. And it was a whole big thing. So, you know, make that a whole big thing. Let them choose some beautiful paper to write on and some really nice pens that they like writing with and maybe some little stickers or whatever to make it look beautiful and some coloring pens to make it look really pretty. And you put that in a nice little container and even if it's a little box that they decorate. So just the activity of preparing for the letter writing in itself is a great activity that stimulates creativity, intelligence, bit of brain building, helps with mental health. I want to say something very quickly. When I talk about resilience, I want you to look at it like this. You know, when you grow some ivy, you may or may not ever have grown ivy, but you would have seen ivy growing. And when you initially start the little little the little frond of ivy it's not going to cling and it needs to be attached to something or if you've got a very a very young tree that you're planting or a plant that you're planting you attach it to something and then as it grows it gets stronger as the so in terms of ivy it's like a lattice that you normally would have in the ground or against the wall or some sort of wiring lattice and then you start you kind of weave the the ivy in there and then it's it, that creates a sort of baseline against which or a foundation against which then it'll grow into that and then eventually get so strong that you can just remove that and it's really strong that's the principle operating when i talk about concepts of brain building and when you do something like letter writing with your hands and paper and your and not just texting on on technology or emails on your computer and so on or your phone whatever 
you are actually doing this. You are helping to put these lattices into the brain. You're building networks that are like lattices that make the mind-brain stronger. The mind-brain-body are psychoneurobiology stronger so that when you face the challenges, there's more strength inside of you to deal with the inevitable challenges of life. So, I mean, who thought that writing a letter, taking the time to write a letter could do this, but it actually does do that. So let me, let me explain a little bit of the detail about why. But before, before I go into this sciencey stuff, quick reminder that when we just text, this can also lead to, it's quick and easy and efficient, but it can lead to misinterpretation of what a person's saying because you don't have a lot of words to provide context and to explain what you mean. You know, I say this, this is what I mean, you know, that elaboration, which is such an important communication skill to help to avoid misinterpretation of what you're trying to say. You know, you can't really see the tone or the intent with a short little text. It can be so easily misunderstood or misinterpreted. Even in an email, short shooting a shoot, short email of, whereas letter writing, you, you go into a different mode. It's not quick and efficient. It's actually goes, you go into this more elaborative mode, which is very, very healthy for developing our, this lattice resilience network inside the brain and building very healthy neurochemical effects inside of the brain and nice strong lattices that will help us draw on that. So the other thing with the text is that it sets false expectations in terms of response times. So you can shoot off a text and a person can respond back immediately. And we know that there's the speed of response, whereas taking the time to write a letter takes time. Writing it, deciding what to put in it, there's so much that goes into that. And then you know, choosing the envelope and putting it all together and going to buy the stamp and posting it and then getting it to the person and the person getting it and reading it. There's time that's involved in that. So, And that sometimes is a space that's created that's a good space, a healthy space where you're thinking about things and calming down and, and you're enjoying different aspects of life. It just is enriching to have sometimes that space between communication. So sometimes this quick response doesn't give you enough time to really think through what do I really want to say and we can say the wrong thing. When someone is just exceptionally good at what they do, it could be a waiter, a chef or a doctor, you know you're in good hands. It's like seeing a chef running a kitchen so well that Gordon Ramsay would be speechless. You're confident in them. When you find the right doctor, you can feel it. You feel heard and at ease. And on ZocDoc, finding the doctor that's right for you is seamless. The quality care you need is just a few taps away in the ZocDoc app. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. No more doctor roulette or scouring the internet for questionable reviews. With ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor you haven't met yet. This is why millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book a doctor in their neighborhood who is patient-reviewed and fits their needs and schedule just right. Book an appointment with a few taps in their app and start feeling better faster with ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com leaf and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash leaf. ZocDot.com slash leaf. The link and details will be in the show notes. So it's also a tendency texting and, and, and emailing. Not that I'm telling you to stop. I'm just saying to be aware of, you know, 
balance your texting and emailing with good old-fashioned letter writing and teach your kids this from young. Because texting and emailing is also quite impersonal. You know, it's it's not as connecting with humans. It's not well thought out. I'm sure you've often experienced that, you know, if someone takes the time to actually write a birthday card to you, so they've selected the birthday card and they've taken the time to choose the words and to write something very special and to post that. It's that whole, it shows so much more personal interaction and caring, which is so great. The other thing is texting, because of all the short acronyms and phrases that we use to connect and communicate, that could lead to the, and is leading from the research, to an erosion of language skills. So we don't want that to happen. So we want to use both. We want to always be balanced. I'm not saying don't text and don't email. Gosh, it's so useful. I text and email. But balance that with good old-fashioned letter writing. So think, as I said, think of it like building these lattices. And I'm just going to read this back to you, what I wrote here. You can lose the amazing brain-building benefits that taking time to think out what to say and how to say it that is involved in the letter-writing process. That is such a good brain-healthy exercise. So often we hear about journaling and how good it is to journal because it draws on this ability to bring order out of chaos. When you're thinking through what to write and you're analyzing what you're writing and you're taking that time, it's very good for bringing, calming down the neurochemical chaos of the mind-brain-body connection, especially when you worked up. And it also is a way of drawing deep into the depths of your deep non-conscious, the spiritual part of your wisdom, and draw on stuff that's inside of you that's actually very good for building your intelligence. We've got all this great stuff inside of us, and sometimes we need to take the time to pull that out. And that's where letter writing can help so much with that. So the brain is... is likes to build these net these networks that are associated with strength and resilience, like little insurance policies or these lattices. And that changes the neurochemical balance and the electromagnetic balance and the quantum balance in the brain. And just it's like putting plant food in the garden and, and on your plants and growing your plants and getting them to be healthier. It's you know it's got a lot to do with that kind of thinking and that kind of concept. Okay, so as I said already, that you know, sending a letter or a card is, it's, you know, you've taken the time to care about someone else. So it's great for deep, meaningful connections. And when you develop deep, meaningful connections, you also, once again, that feeds back into your own mind-brain-body connection, giving increasing your own brain health. So a greeting card and a letter is just such a more of a personal way to communicate. I think of just recently was my son's birthday. And I sent a card, I selected a card and wrote a card. And he actually texted a thank you to me saying, thank you so much for, you know, taking the time to go and, you know, write in the card and send the card. It meant so much. And, you know, that was just something special, an example. Now, here's something interesting. When you are doing that letter writing process, you are, it's another way of balancing stress. So stress is actually good for you. Stress is very necessary for survival and I'm not just talking about what we always hear about stress, being able to run away from a bear and all that kind of stuff. Let's just put that aside for a moment and let's forget about that explanation. Let's look at stress in a different way. Stress is vital for survival. When, you go, when you're listening to me now, you're in positive stress. Me talking to you 
is in positive, I'm in positive stress. I'm drawing on my knowledge. I'm trying to put a, a concept together in a succinct way. I'm trying to make sure I speak slowly because I tend to speak fast. So I'm very focused and very deliberate and very intentional. My whole entire mind, brain and body, including my HPA axis, my hypothalamic pituitary axis, has gone into a positive stress mode, which means I have the right amount of cortisol and adrenaline and, and the ACTH and CRF, various different hormones flowing through my body at the moment. I'm also have, I also have managed, I will be balancing the brain waves across the left and right part of my brain. I'm going to have an increased burst of blood flow and oxygen to the front of my brain. I'm going to cre increase connectivity within, within the brain and between the different structures of the brain. So that enables me to operate in a higher level. And that's a very healthy state to be in. The more we can get ourselves in that state, the more we actually can also manage and improve our mental health and, and you know, catch when we have an adverse circumstance and get ourselves bouncing back more efficiently. So even though letter writing doesn't seem like a direct work on our mental health, it is a direct work on mental health because it's a brain building activity. Okay, and then it's doing all these other things like developing linguistic skills and so on, which we'll also talk about. So coming back to the stress thing. So as I'm doing this, also my heart rate would have changed and I would have increased the blood flow to my brain, which means I have more blood flow and oxygen in my brain. So it's a healthy challenge that I'm under. So letter writing creates the same kind of thing. It's a challenge. It's quite difficult to sit down and write a card. It's easy just, happy birthday, how are you, whatever, but to sit down and to, you know, in order to go choose that card, that takes time. And there's thinking involved and that whole process of going to the shop and taking the time and choosing that card and then sitting down and, you know, writing that and getting in the right framework so you don't just, you know, throw out some words, you actually say something that's meaningful and deep. I know that when I texted my son, for example, on his birthday, or texted my daughter whose birthday was just my eldest daughter who whose birthday was actually the most recent, and I sent her her card, it was the text was so different to the experience with actually sitting down and writing a whole letter inside that card, and you know that that was thought out and was intentional. It was it required so much more energy, but good healthy energy. There was a healthy effort that put me in the right state. And now the more you practice that, the quicker you get back into those states, which are very resilient states when you need them in times of of extreme challenge. Okay, so who would have thought letter writing would help in that way? But it does. So just another little science fact that when you're writing letters, you're going to have the blood vessels around your heart dilating and that then dilates all the other blood vessels around in your body. And that's good because it increases blood flow. But if you go into toxic stress, which rushing an answer on a text without thinking it through will put you into toxic stress, then instead of the blood vessels dilating, they constrict. And that, uh, um, that is, means that there's reduces blood, blood sorry, and oxygen to the brain instead of increasing blood flow and oxygen to the brain. So the di good stress, dilated blood vessels, heart's pumping nicely, increased blood flow and oxygen to the brain, and the opposite effect of when we in toxic stress. So letter writing is a way, not the only way, but a really powerful way of training ourselves to experience what healthy stress feels like versus toxic stress. And as you develop that feeling inside of you and your children help develop, your children do the letter writing and develop this skill of recognizing when I'm in healthy stress versus toxic stress. I mean, you can just imagine the ways that that plays out into their life naturally. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble 
with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So when you are writing a letter, the brain building, another brain building, where you're growing the brain, healthy networks in the brain, the brain building that happens from the skill of sitting down and planning what you write is going to help a child make more accurate decisions, not just in the moment of writing, but in, the, in life. So the more they do things like letter writing, the more they improve their ability to tune into the depths of their non-conscious and make better decisions. So letter writing helps build towards making better decisions. How many times have you said, oh my gosh, I wish that my child would make better decisions? Well, you can start training it from young. You can bring letter writing back into, the, into play. So some ideas of the kinds of letters that you could write. You know, back in the 17th and 18th centuries, letters were used to self-educate. So you could have a whole different types of letters. And one way is you could write self-education letters. So you could tell your child, what are you very interested in? And they tell you, I'm interested in sharks, or I'm interested in dolphins, or I'm interested in helicopters, or planes, or whatever, a movie. They love maybe that Inside Out movie, or the Avatar, whatever. What are they interested in? Then say, okay. So now let's get a whole bunch of facts and let's imagine that you are going to give a lesson at school and you're going to educate others on sharks or how to build a helicopter or whatever it is. So now I want you to go and do some research. You're going to read and now do the research, please, this way. Take them to a library and let them get physical books. Let them find them. Teach them how to use a library they've maybe forgotten. So don't Google for this, don't do a Google search for this. Physically take them to the library. Let them find, learn how to you find the area in the library that's the nonfiction, or maybe they want to actually read a fiction book and talk about that fiction book, but show them the areas of the library. Let them experience the beauty of a library and finding a book and feeding that book and sitting down and reading that book to find that information. And they've got their notepad there and they're going to now basically start writing out some facts. Then the next stage would be to turn that into a letter that is a, is preparing to give a little lesson to educate other people or letter that they're just going to send to their friends and say like a little newsletter that they've created. So a holiday newsletter about interesting facts to educate their, their friends about, hey, did you know that there's this whole thing? So they'd create a letter, like a little newsletter to educate themselves and their friends or their family, or their granny, or whatever the case may be. Okay, so the purpose of the letter in this case was is to gain information, send information, and send news. So you could also do a news-giving letter. So that's another type of letter. So second, first type is an education-type letter. Second one is news. So let's say that you've got a bunch of news. Now, instead of phoning your friend and telling them, or phoning your grandparent or whatever sibling in another part of the world or another part of the country or another town or another part of the neighborhood, instead of phoning them, you get them to write down a letter. This is this is the news. This is what's just happened in our family. And you, they're writing it down. Now, just think about it. They've got to gather that information of the news or gather that information of choosing the topic, finding the book, reading the book, gathering that information. They're thinking through. They, you're developing deep intentional thinking, which is so healthy for the mind-brain-body connection, developing creativity, developing, men, developing intelligence, but also mental health. It's so good because it's wiring, it's brain building, which is building those lattices in that I've been speaking about, like literally building insurance policies into the brain to help your child. 
be, uh, be more effective at managing mental health. So it's the education letters, then it can be the newsletters. It could be if anyone's birthday is coming up or something special that's happening in someone's life. You know, maybe someone's getting engaged or married or having a baby or whatever, that they actually then write a little note inside a card. So the whole process of selecting the card, writing the letter. So that they go to the party or, or send the card or whatever. So, But they've thought it through. What do I want to say that's special for this per- person? How am I going to construct that sentence what is the best language i can use and then maybe asking you for help what is a better way what is a better word to use and once again try to use a dictionary maybe your child doesn't even know how to use a dictionary because they're so used to doing searches on google get a good old-fashioned dictionary and let them look through the dictionary and find the word and find the word meaning that activity of interacting with that book and that page is just beautiful for brain health development then you could bring in practice critical reading So read something and then write about it. So read something and ask questions. So maybe this is great where you could take a news article and you could, something that's on their level, whatever it's age appropriate, or something that's, you know, something that you, you, that they have some interest in, maybe a description of, of something that's happening in the world that you, that's not too difficult to understand. You know, don't underestimate kids. You know, there's a lot that they actually understand. So take something that they, that they can actually read and then, Guide them through a series of questions. You know, what does this mean? How do you feel about this? Okay, can let's write a, a critical analysis of this. Even if it's five sentences, I like this because of this. I don't like this because it does this to people. These are the things. So being able to look at a piece of written text and be able to feel the response and analyze the response and capture that in written form. Beautiful exercise. Staying hydrated is important for mind, brain, and body health. In fact, 60% of our bodies are made of water. I am always looking for ways to make drinking water easier, so I don't even have to think about it. But if you're like me, you probably don't trust your tap water. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in its tap water. That's why you've got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from insulation-free countertop purifiers to higher capacity under-the-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi connected purifier and mineral boost options. AquaTrue's propriety purification technology is independently tested and certified to NSF standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs, known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference compared with my old water filter. It's the same technology used by all the major bottled water brands, but now it's available for your home and without the plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And for a limited time, my listeners receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com, that's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code DrLeaf at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code DrLeaf. The link and details will be in the show notes. Then self-expressive writing, being able to express themselves. Maybe this could be 
in a creative storytelling sense. So maybe they write a story where they express their opinions in that story and they tell this whole story so it's very expressive and they can use lots of flowery language and lots of adjectives and maybe it's poetry that they create. So something expressive. Then another kind of letter is if they have a very strong opinion about something, like they really like this kind of food and they don't like that kind of food, or they really like this way of playing this game, but they don't like that way, or they really believe strongly that that was a bullying, that boy was bullying this friend, or anything that they have a strong opinion about, get them to actually verbalize that on paper. So write it out on paper, put the words together, construct the words. And, and just a note, when they're doing this, invite them to share it with you and read it to you and praise the effort and the process. And then if they ask you, you know, is there another way of saying this or can I improve this or whatever, whatever words they use, they won't use that kind of wording. Then you jump in, but don't immediately go in and correct or ask them and say, that is so good. I love what you've done. Would you like me to suggest some other ways that you could maybe play around with to, to do the letter in another way, not to improve or whatever, but to do it in another way that they can build their skills? So maybe I can give you more words and you can write it. You know, you can, there's nothing wrong with helping a child to improve, but improve in, in the sense of learning. Here, you know, it, nothing's wrong with that, but you can improve that. So you maybe only wrote one sentence. Can I help you find more words to maybe write three or four sentences? Did you think of maybe this angle or that angle? So you can interact with them and help them explore ideas. Because sometimes they just need a prompt or two. Or maybe you could show them a little paragraph of what, how you, what you thought about this and say, you know, what do you think about that? Do you agree with me? And then that stimulates them to then run with this and find their own words. So do some back and forth and help them learn from that experience because it's not going to be perfect what they've done, but it's the process that, that's the, that you want to praise. But you also want to learn. You want to improve the skill. You want to build the skill. And then the other thing you can do is exchanging ideas with like-minded others. So exchanging ideas with and people that aren't like-minded. So you know, people, not everyone's going to agree with you. Not everyone's going to think the way you do. You know, so encouraging them to understand diversity, looking at different ways that people look at the world, different ways that people think about the world, and understanding that and talking about that and expressing their ideas and being able to communicate with people that have different ideas. Like maybe two siblings have two opposite ideas about how they like to keep their room organized. That's its most basic level, up to different ways and different cultures and different belief systems. But we need to encourage our children to to embrace these different ideas and process them and and writing is a beautiful way of saying different people think in different ways and looking, you know, you could go to the library for this activity and see different points of view. You could use, you could use news articles. You could use all kinds of things. You could talk about things. You could see something on TV and then find some literature on that or a book on that and help them read and analyze that and write down differing opinions. So you could take one concept and that could be something as heavy as racism or something as, as simple as different food types, different ways that different cultures eat and just writing down that this is Asian food and this is what I like and this is American food and this is Italian food and this is what you know what I like and what I don't, whatever. It's, it's getting them to look at difference and analyze difference and understand what that means to them and understanding the concepts of tolerance of difference. So there's some ideas and I'm really excited to hear your feedback because I used to do this so much in my practice. This is some of the homework that I used to give to my parents. And I did this with my own children. And it's a skill that hasn't, you know, our family still continue to, you know, write letters and write cards. And, and it's just such a great way of, as I said, of brain building. So I hope you've enjoyed this. And if you've enjoyed this, please share this episode with your friends who've got 
some are coming up and kids to entertain and, and maybe this can help them and, and also see it as a way if you know someone's really battling with their mental health and they've got a child who's battling with mental health. This is an indirect way of helping them to build the resilience in their child. So if you enjoyed this, please share this and please give me a five-star review if you enjoyed this because that helps us to get this message out to more people and help more people. And don't forget as well, if you haven't yet pre-ordered my book, my new book, How to Help Your Child Clean Up Their Mental Mess, I talk about brain building in there. I refer to how to, this really gives you the tools on how to do the neurocycle with your child, how to manage their mental health. I give all kinds of examples of different situations like social situations and dealing with trauma and dealing with identity and sleep and there's a lot of detail about how to do the neurocycle and I have a lot of really great exercises and you'll see letter writing I put in there as one of the brain building activities well you can go and pre-order this there's amazing pre-order bonuses that you can get uh, like back to school webinar with me giving you lots of advice and, and, and ideas we have the Brainy Coloring Book where they can fill in. Brainy is it's a character I've developed that's your cartoon character that you'll see throughout this book. Here's Brainy the toy. There's a great discount on Brainy and the Brainy Coloring Book, which will help. Brainy is a superhero that helps your child walk their mental health journey. So it's a great way of them connecting with you and being able to talk about, giving them the tools to talk about their mental health. But this is a great tool. I wish I had this when I was a parent of young children. It's filled with all my life experiences, but more than that, my clinical experiences and scientific research on basic hardcore how to help your child manage their mental health, which we know currently is such a mess because it's not been managed well at all. Labeling and diagnosing is not the answer. What we need to do is give ourselves permission to be messy and manage that mess and today you heard about letter writing as one of those ways. So go ahead and go out there and pre-order your book. And thanks so much for joining me today. By the way, the link and the details for how to pre-order will be in the show notes. I hope you found today's podcast interesting and helpful. If you want more tips and help with managing anxiety, depression and mental health, be sure to visit my website at drleaf.com and to sign up for my weekly newsletter where I also include a schedule of my speaking events and so much more. And follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Just look for Dr. Caroline Leith. Also, I love seeing all your posts on social media about this podcast. I love seeing what resonates with you and what you've learned. So be sure to continue posting and tagging me and letting me know what you think and how these tips worked out for you. And don't forget, leave a review and keep spreading the word about this podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope you learned something new and helpful. Till then, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf. This podcast represents the opinions of myself and my guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions or corrections of errors.